The following episode was recorded live on YouTube for Adulting.TV Live. Welcome to Adulting, the podcast where we want to adult every day. Download episodes at adulting.tv. Welcome to Adulting TV Live. I'm Harlan. I'm here with Miranda as usual. And our guest today is Eva Baker. Eva, is uh, this is her third time on the show. How are you doing, Eva? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, we of love course, having anytime. <laughs> Definitely. And I love the shirt. Thank you. Yes. Adulting. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> the great thing about it too is it was really it was really inexpensive. You guys have five and belows. Have you ever heard of a five and below before? Yeah, yeah we have five. Yeah, oh, okay, five yeah, that's it's a new thing here in Jacksonville, and like five dollar t shirts, like can't can't beat it. So. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> well, today we're talking about being an entrepreneur and all of the adulting skills that you will gain from being an entrepreneur. And it's great for somebody who's still in school because there's so much you can do, even though you have, uh, I know you're spending a lot of time with studies and getting good grades, but also how about working on some of those adulting skills? So I have actually been running my own business since I was 16, as you guys know. I think that that was very valuable thing for me to start doing, even though I was still in high school, because I did get to learn just some really good life skills at an earlier age. Um, and probably one of the first most basic things that I learned was how to talk on the phone. Because all of my life, I have hated talking on the phone. It is not my favorite thing. And I was, I was really, really bad at it. I was super awkward. When I first started um, my website and blog, and, you know, of course I was writing a lot of articles and trying to get a lot of interviews. And so I would call people up to either ask them if I could meet them for an interview or try to interview over them over the phone. And it was just always so incredibly awkward and painful and horrible. Um, but the, what I was really, really the worst at was leaving messages for people when they wouldn't answer. And so I would leave a message. I would probably stumble a couple of times over my words. So that was awkward. But then every time without fail, I would forget to leave my phone number. And so I would have to call them back and leave another message be like, Hey, this is the really awkward girl that just called you three seconds ago. By the way, here's my number. Oh gosh, it was just the worst. But over time being, you know, forcing myself to do it and having to do it for my job, I obviously got better at it. It's still not my favorite thing to do, but I can, I can do it now and not feel like I'm dying. So <laughs> hey, I'm with you. I hate talking on the, I still hate talking on the phone. And I grew up in an era where you didn't have the cell phone and the texting and mm -hmm. I, and I hated talking on the phone and I still hate talking on the phone. And I won't leave a message. I'm just like, I, I'll, I'll be like, I'll text them and be like, I tried to call you, call me back. <laughs> yeah. I try to avoid it if at all possible, but, um, no, I is definitely a skill that, that I have gained that I'm, I'm really glad to have because mm -hmm. it is necessary sometimes, but yeah, anytime that like, I want to chat with one of my friends or like catch up with somebody or like talk to my brother and sister-in-law in Chicago. I'm like, we're FaceTiming. <laughs> I'll talk <laughs> on the phone. We're FaceTiming. <laughs> nice. 
The hard part for me has always been mustering up the courage to just dial the numbers. How do you, had, mm-hmm. is that the same for you, Eva? And how do you get past that? Yeah, seriously. So, um, just recently I've had the opportunity to, um, get on a web-based TV show, um, with a, with a local media group here in Jacksonville. And so I've had to, um, start calling people up to invite them to come be on my, my little segment that I have. And a lot of these people are really successful business owners, CEOs, really incredible leaders here in Jacksonville. Um, that they're a little, little intimidating to call up and try to, you know, randomly explain what I'm trying to do. And it is hard just to, you know, make myself sit down and actually dial the phone and talk to them. And then of course, normally when I, once I get on the phone with them, of course, they're not like scary or anything. They're really, really nice. And the conversation goes great, but it it's, it's something that I just literally have to force myself to do. I like, I sit down on my computer and I get the numbers already and I'm like, okay, I so do not want to do this. There's 5 million other things I would rather be doing, but I have to do this for my business. And so I just force myself and it's hard. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, talking on the phone is like, it's a lost art now because everybody Mm -hmm. is all, a lot of business is done by email and a lot of texting as well. Texting is even big in business, you know, for business things now too. Mm -hmm. And I know that I coordinate things with Miranda using text all the time. And, and there's, email, it's like we take every opportunity we can to avoid talking on the phone. There are still there are still these instances where talking on the phone is necessary for getting things done, but we're yeah. losing the skill of talking. So how do you get, how do you practice that? Well, I think obviously, like I've been saying by just doing it, but I totally agree with you. And I think that talking on the phone and, and phone conversations are going to be, are starting to kind of become a thing of the past, kind of like kind of like writing letters or like writing thank you notes like that is a thing of the past. And when you, when you do that now, when you send someone a written hand note, that's really impressive. And I feel like that's kind of where talking on the phone is heading. Like if you're have good conversation skills over the phone, like that's going to be a really impressive thing. Um, and so I think that it is just, you know, maybe it is instead of texting your friends or FaceTiming, maybe you're like, Nope, we're going to catch up on the phone tonight and we're both going to practice our phone skills. And, and just in a casual and a casual kind of setting with someone that you're comfortable with, I think that would be a really easy way to, to practice and kind of hone those, hone those skills. Yeah. I like that idea of kind of practicing a little bit, even though I don't like talking on the phone, I do recognize that there are times when, you know, writing a five page email is not the way to go. And you just, right. you do, you have to pick up the phone and have a 15 minute conversation with somebody. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it makes sense to have to practice that. Uh, but I, I also am wondering a little bit about moving toward, you know, video. And because you talked about, you know, FaceTiming with your brother and sister-in-law right. and, and business and everything else. I mean, do you do a lot of like talking over video? Do you have to get used to having that visual aspect of speaking as well as uh, being able you know, to talk on the phone? You, now you need to be presentable as well. Yeah, I think that that is something um, important that teens need to be thinking about and something I've experienced myself. I know a lot of times, you know, 
doing interviews, business for jobs, or any kind of business interviews um, like over Skype or FaceTime is becoming more and more of a thing. Um, and so I think it's important to, to practice that as well. Um, I mean, I find that easier than talking over the phone, but that comes with a different set of skills of knowing like, okay, like now you've got to look a certain way and you've got to make sure that, you know, your background is not distracting, um, that you have good internet connection, that there's not a lot of noise going on around you. All of those kinds of things come with come with the with this you know interviews over over video sure and we still deal with all of those issues <laughs> i know and it's hard yeah. yeah that's right <laughs> that's right i've got all sorts of clutter to distract back here <laughs> i don't think you're back i mean you have swords we were talking about your your swords back then before which i think is pretty awesome so <laughs> it's like it's like coming into my head it's, it's like i've got a merger it's super uh, super professional back there that's great i love it <laughs> so uh so you said that you started uh working uh, on your own business when you were 16 what mm -hmm. made you decide to do that why did you think that that was something that was necessary for you to do well, I, I, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't think it was necessary. I was kind of more told that it was necessary. Um, my uh -huh. business started off and I mean that in a really great way. Um, my business started off as a, um, as a school project. I was homeschooled all the way through high school. And, um, so for my junior and senior year, my mom required myself and my older brother, um, to complete some kind of meaningful project for school. And just, this is what I chose to do. So we, I, I had to pick something. I got to pick what it was. Um, and personal finance, it was something that my parents were very kind of hands-on with my brother and I um, and educating the both of us and just kind of basic skills and involving us in the family finances. Um, but as I was getting older and about the time I turned 15, um, my mom was listening to The Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey on audio CD in our car. Long story. I wasn't happy about that, that I was having to listen to this random old guy. Cause I didn't know who Dave Ramsey was. You'd rather listen to music. To, yeah. Like I was like, why can't we listen to Taylor Swift? Like, why are we listening to this right now? Um, but as he was talking, you know, he's talking about these baby steps that adults can take to get themselves out of debt and start saving for their retirement. And it was really the first time that I had ever realized that debt was a thing or that was something that people had and that they had to pay back and that they were burdened with for their entire lives, credit card debt, student loan debt, whatever. Um, and I also started realizing, realizing the experience I had growing up where my parents were, were pretty educational with my brother and I, that was not the norm that a lot of kids get dropped off at college and don't know how to budget for groceries. Um, and so it was, this all kind of coincided along the same time of when I was having to choose what my project was. Um, and I, so I, I kind of started thinking about personal finance and got online. And of course I found so many great resources out there for adults on how to get themselves out of debt, start a budget, save a retirement, whatever, but there really wasn't a lot for teens. Um, and so, you know, I saw, I saw a kind of a, little hole in the market and thought that I could use my school project to fill that. And it was definitely just something I thought I was going to do for, for two years um, and then, and then be done with, but I just, I fell in love with it and it, I got a lot of really awesome opportunities and it grew and now here I am. 
And, and that's Teens Got Sense. Yes. Yes. Yeah, fantastic. When I um when I want to point my son to to something where you know I'm like, "Hey, you want to learn about money or you want to learn about business or you want to learn about whatever?" cuz he's not going to listen to me because he's a 14-year-old boy. And so I actually send him to your website. I'm like, really? That's so cool. I'm like, you need to check out Eva. Eva knows her stuff. And <laughs> she's and uh, you know, and and you know, she's not that much older than you. That's really cool. I appreciate that. Because it's like it's sometimes so weird for me to like, I don't know if you guys feel this way too with all of your different ventures that like people like actually read the stuff that I put up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. just flattered that they do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. same. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I, yeah, same, yeah, same. Like I had uh, somebody I went to high school with ages ago the other day, like message me and he's like, I was searching for this subject and look what I found. Bing article by me. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> That's funny. So, yeah. So do you have any friends who are also entrepreneurs, Eva? Yeah. Anybody your own age? Yes. Um, so, there are a couple of people that I know that I got connected with um, through a conference that I held called the Team Preneur Conference last year in June. And it was just basically a place for teens who are entrepreneurs who are running business to businesses to come and connect together and network and build a community. And so I definitely made a lot of friends and definitely have some friends that attended. Um, trying to think, there's uh, one kid, his name is Eugene, and I think that he's maybe 17. 16 or 17, and he makes custom lanyards and bracelets out of paracord, like parachuting rope. It's really like super unique, really, really cool. Um, his website is called the Paracord World, and he, you know, you can go and like buy stuff or he'll do custom stuff. And he is doing really, really awesome. There's a young lady named Zandra. I think she just turned 16 and she has this whole line of like natural bath and beauty products. She makes soaps and lotions and um, like lip balm and stuff like that. And she, she started when she was nine actually, and is making a killing. Like she has like a whole like freaking warehouse where she makes all of her, <laughs> all of her products. It's really, really cool. She's, she's killing it. So selling the stuff online. And I think she's actually just recently gotten to a couple of stores as well. So yeah. And then I know locally here in, in my community in Jacksonville, I have a lot of friends who are very talented musicians and are, you know, giving lessons in their home. And I know a young lady who's an artist who sells her art. Another young man who he builds like these really cool, very like pottery barn looking trays, just using like slats of wood and then like putting handles on them. And then he like puts some kind of um, like stain or something. I don't, I don't know anything about building stuff. Um, <laughs> and they're just, they're really, they're super cool looking and they're really nice and he sells them for a reasonable price and um, is making extra money for himself that way. It's really, really cool. So you, you were talking about some, some of your friends were very young when they started. You mentioned one was nine years old. Yep. What kind of resources are out there for those who are that young looking to start their own business, say? And what kind of role do the parents have in sort of helping mm -hmm. out um, if it's you know anything from just moral support? to actually, you know, kind of pointing pointing their kids in the right direction so that they can, you know, feel that they're doing all this by themselves, although there's, you know, there's a parental force that's really helping things go. Right. So as far as resources, um, you know, sadly, there's not a ton out there, for, especially for kids that young. 
um, or even kids in their teens. And it's really unfortunate because teen entrepreneurship and even kids running their own businesses is really growing and it's really becoming more and more of a, of a big thing because it's so difficult for teens and young teens to find a job and they're compensating because they need to make extra money. They're compensating by starting their own business. Um, but there isn't a lot out there in terms of resources or, or classes or anything like that. I think that maybe it's kind of starting a little bit more and more kind of cause it's becoming more popular. Um, but that was really one of my main goals by, by starting the team for New York conference, um, was just wanting to have that place, that could finally kind of connect us all and bring us all together and also offer some of the more practical, valuable things that you need to know in starting a business um, and and helping them learn those things. As far as a parent's role, and you know, I think every, you know, every family is different. Every, every relationship is different, but with me and my mom, pretty early on when I started Teen Scott Sense, even when I was just working at, you know, for school, we realized that it was, you know, it's a full-time job to, to run a website and that it wasn't possible for me to maintain my grades because I still was in school um, and do all of the things that I needed to do to make this successful. So pretty early on, she took over all of the backend stuff and learned WordPress and social media and kind of all of the technical details while I focused on the writing, the interviewing of people, um, getting to go out in the community and teach classes, speaking, making connections, all of those kinds of things. And um, that partnership has continued. uh, Even now, mom works very closely with me on everything that I do. And I'm so thankful because there's no way I could have done it all by myself. I couldn't do it all by myself now. Um, But one thing that I think she really got right was, you know, when we sit down, sat down and had the conversation of us being partners in my business, you know, she made it very clear that, you know, we would, we would definitely be sitting down and making decisions together. And neither one of us was going to just say yes or no to something without discussing it with the other first. But because it was my business, the final decision was ultimately mine. And that has held true through, through all of these years. And her respecting me in that way and, and letting me have the responsibility, the real responsibility, I think is why I've been able to learn so much because she was, she's able to be very, very present and very involved in everything I'm doing without taking over. Um, and that's something that I really admire about my mom. Um, she's, she's the best. And that's, I think that that's a really effective role to take with your, with your teen. Obviously now, like when Sandra was nine, and, you know, everything was getting started for her. I'm not sure how, how involved her mom was. I would think if you had a younger child like that, you're probably going to need to be a little bit more hands-on. But if you have a teen, I think, I think it's, the key thing is, is to let them, let them take the responsibility because now is the time to let them fail and to let them make the mistakes when they're in a safe environment where maybe there's really not a lot at risk. They're not, they don't have any huge expenses or anything like that. Now is the time to kind of let go a little bit, maybe let them make a couple mistakes and learn from those things while they're still, you know, under your supervision and where you can step in and give them the help they need to get back on their feet. Yeah, and it sounds like you have you have a great arrangement with your mom, and uh, it sounds like it has also been positive for your relationship as well. 
Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Mom and I are our best friends. Um, you know, we, I, I, I still live at home and I, I, I love that. We, we have a great relationship. We work together all day and it's just been, it's, 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 it's really a lot of fun. It's a blast. You said something a little earlier that I want to go back to. It was about maintaining grades. Um, you know, the balance between a, you know, for a student who's going to school and, uh, mm -hmm. Excelling in school is just important um, as excelling in business. How do you make? How do you? How do you find that balance? And you know, you kind of explained what you did. You you know, you're you were able to split the responsibilities between yourself right. and your mom. She worked on the back end stuff for you. Um, what other ways are there for people to kind of maintain that balance, especially if they don't have uh, as supportive a partner as you do? Uh, you know. That's a, that's a good question. And I think that, I think that it just really comes down to time management. Um, that if you're really passionate about pursuing whatever business you have set for yourself, but you're still in school and still are expected to maintain, um, good grades and, you know, have all of your homework done and all of that, then I think it's, I think it's, you know, time to like, think it's time to hustle. Like, get, get your schoolwork done and do it well so that you can be doing the things that you really want to do. Um, and I don't think that's easy. I mean, I know I struggle with that just even now it's hard to, it's hard to stay focused and get stuff done. But if you're passionate about it enough, I think that's kind of what you, what you got to do. Um, now I know for me, once I graduated high school, I was able to make the decision to just go to college part-time. Um, and right now I'm really only taking maybe one or two classes per semester because I am really focused on pursuing my business because that's what I love. Um, and once I graduated high school, I was able to make that decision for myself. But I think that when you're, when you're in school, I think that it definitely needs to come first, but definitely I think it, I think it's also really valuable to start pursuing running your own business just because of the things that the things that you learn um, that I don't think you necessarily learn you know, sitting in a classroom. And I, I do have a question. Um, if you uh, are having a hard time, like maybe getting your parents on board with it, because mm -hmm. um, I think that's probably one of the biggest problems you run into, um, is there a way to maybe try and connect with like other people your age who are doing the same thing or maybe find another mentor? Yeah. And that's one thing that I think is really important. Um, having mentors, I think whatever age you're at, it's important to have a mentor, someone who is going to be able to come alongside you and support you and teach you. Um, and maybe, maybe that's not your parents. Maybe that's somebody else. Um, that's going to kind of help you along when you fail and things like that. Um, so I think a great place to start looking for a mentor is teachers, um, going to the teachers at your school. If there's someone that you have a connection with, maybe asking them like, Hey, would you be willing to like, this is what I'm trying to set up. This is what I'm trying to do. Are you willing to take the time to invest in that? I think it's hard when it comes to mentoring relationships, especially for teens. Like it's hard to like, I don't know, like it's, I guess it can be like kind of a weird thing to approach someone to be like, Hey, you want to be my mentor? But I think going about it in a way, presenting them with what you're trying to do and say like, I need your help. Like I need, I need support on this. Are you willing to be that person? Um, as a great place to start. Earlier, you're talking about one particular skill that you think, um, you think that really came about through entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. What, what other skills do you think that, um, that, that someone could really benefit learning in their teenage years by running their own business in some form? 
So another skill that I learned was networking. Um, and I don't think that that's something a lot of people learn in high school, maybe in college, but not, I don't feel like so much in high school. So I was, I was thinking about this and I was thinking back to my first FinCon um, where I met you guys at. And um, I remember very clearly, it was one of the, one of the social events. It was in St. Louis. You know, this was my, in my first year of vlogging. Still high school project, but mom, I don't even know how we found out about FinCon. I don't even remember. But mom was like, hey, this looks really cool. And I think this would provide you with a lot of opportunities to, you know, learn more about this project that you're working on. Um, and so we bought tickets and flew up there. Um, and so I remember it's, it was one of the social events. We're in one of the huge hotel ballrooms and there's all of these people. And I am with mom there standing up against the wall. And I'm just looking at all this. And mom, mom looks at me and she's like, I did not fly you all the way up here for you to be. We're at a social event right now. <laughs> socializing. And I've never been a shy person. Like I was not, I was not raised that it was okay for me not to like interact with people. So I definitely knew how to do it. I was just really nervous and really intimidated by, by all of these people. And all of them are running such cool, successful businesses. And I'm like, I am just, I don't know what I'm doing here. Like, I don't know. It's okay. Um, None of us really know what we're doing. It's okay. <laughs> and see, I came to realize that, <laughs> but I just didn't know it then. Um, um, and so I remember her, her looking at me and just being like, I'm going to stick my foot up your butt if you do not get out there right now. And, and I, and then I did, and you know, it was, it was really hard at first. It's hard to like, just walk up to complete strangers that you don't know and be like, Hi, like I'm Eva Baker. Like, let me tell you about myself. Tell me about yourself. That's that's a difficult thing to do, um, and it's something that I still struggle with. It's still hard for me to go to you know networking events in my community, and I'm like, oh man, like I've got to go make connections and talk to a ton of people, and it's 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 a difficult thing that again I have to sometimes force myself to do, but just like talking on the phone after I've done it for a while, it does get easier. And now it's, it's getting to the point for me where it is more and more something that I want to do because I'm so interested in meeting other people and learning about what they're doing. And also just realizing more and more that I think just with anything within business, it's all about the people that you know. And so, and you only get to know people by going out there and putting yourself out there. That is one skill that I've definitely felt like I've gotten to hone over the past couple of years. Um, and really am glad that I learned it at such an early age. Um, and it's something I know is going to benefit me for the rest of my life. Yeah. And I think there's an obstacle too, when you're a teen, I mean, Eva, you're no longer a teen, but when there's a teen who is very much, you know, interested in networking, uh, but you look around and most of the other people are going to be no longer a teen. And in fact, a lot of the people who, you know, go to events like networking events and things like that might be even, you know, significantly older. So mm -hmm. you have this, the, you have this barrier and yeah. you have to be comfortable with yourself enough around people who are older, perhaps more mature in some ways. And you have to find a way to make yourself, you know, comfortable with talking to them. Yeah, no, and that that is something that's difficult. And one of the reasons I think I was so intimidating for intimidated first coming to FinCon because I was the youngest person there by far, like only person so young I had to bring my mom with me. Um, <laughs> but once I, I mean, of course, FinCon, as you guys know, is an amazing, amazing community, and everyone 
just was so incredibly kind to me, which I was not expecting. Um, and so I pretty, pretty quickly felt very, very comfortable there, but I have gone to places where I have felt uncomfortable, have been made a little bit uncomfortable because of my age, um, especially when I was younger, you know, and I, I, I feel very certain that if that was like one of the first experiences I had with networking and it hadn't been FinCon, like I probably would have been like, nope, <laughs> like <laughs> I'm out, this is not happening. Um, and so, and also in my experience, I, I haven't faced a lot of that, some, but not a lot. Um, I think a lot of times if you are a teen who is passionate about something and is working hard towards something and you're willing to go share that with other people and tell them about it, most people are going to be pretty willing to listen to you. Um, it's been, has been my experience, thankfully, and I've been very, very grateful for that. But it, it can be really intimidating and challenging to get over that fear of like, okay, I'm significantly, significantly younger than everybody here. Um, and I remember just being afraid about just like not even talking about my business, but just like normal conversation. Like I was afraid, like everyone was going to like want to talk about like politics and I wasn't going to have anything to say, <laughs> but that's true now. Like I, I, but I like, I'm fine with, I'm fine with it now. Now I'm just like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. That's cool. That's fine. <laughs> Well, there's also, there could be an advantage, too, for those who are younger and who are starting businesses, because, you know, it, at least from a PR standpoint, because I've seen instances where there's a news story or, you know, like a local news story about someone who started a business uh, or who's pursuing some kind of um, uh, endeavor who's, you know, there there wouldn't really be a story there if it weren't for the fact that, oh, by the way, this person is 13 or 14 years old. Mm -hmm. then, oh, okay, so that's what the story is. Yeah. Uh, had, do you use that as to your advantage in any way, or should people? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and definitely. And I, I feel like a lot of the opportunities that I was given and a lot of the doors that were open, open for me, um, at that time was because of my age. Um, a lot of things happened. I got connected with a lot of people. A lot of people just were so generous and just gave me stuff and gave me help for nothing in return be because of my age. Um, and definitely don't think that would have happened if I had started this you know, if I had been 26 when I, when I had started doing this. Um, so yes, like play it up, play it up. <laughs> <laughs> what other uh, skills, adulting skills have you learned through running your business? So just recently, um, a couple weeks ago, I had to let someone go um, off of my team, um, one of my writers, and that was that was really hard. I had been struggling to make that decision for months, like literal months. But that person was not doing what we had, what we had agreed on, what we had agreed on them to do. And finally, I had to sit down and say to myself, like, this is my business. And this person is, is beginning to, and well, really had been, because it's been so long, me trying to make this decision was, was hindering my business. Um, and just me having to sit down and have that conversation with myself and, and with my mom, too, of like, this is not personal this is my business and I've got to do what's like, this is how I make a living. Like I've got to do what's going to be best for me. Um, and so ultimately had to end up calling that person up and just saying like, you know, this isn't, this isn't working anymore. And I'm sorry, I admire you as a person that, you know, like they're a great person. I really admire them, but it just, 
was not, it was not happening. Um, and that, that was probably one of the hardest things I've had to do to date, I think, in running my business. And just, I, I think that's one of the main skills that you learn in running a business is how to deal with difficult situations, um, having to deal with someone who's not doing what you agreed upon, having to deal with clients who don't pay on time, difficult editors, um, you know, people not saying, meeting deadlines or doing what they say they're going to do when they're going to do it. That's probably been, and there, there are a ton of, there, there's a ton of different scenarios and different situations of what that looks like, but just having to learn how to deal with those things and just having to deal with people. But I think one of the biggest things, um, and probably most really the, the most adulting thing, um, I've had to learn is, is when, is when I'm the difficult person, you know, and having to realize that of like, I was like, Oh, yeah, like we all have, but having to sit down and be like, okay, like that was on me. Like I, I took a week to respond to that email or I missed that deadline or I did whatever, like having to, and I mean, I've had to own up to that and I've had to go to people and apologize. Like, sorry, I, I, I sucked. I'm sorry. Like <laughs> um, I messed up. And that, I think that that's really like probably one of the most adult things that anybody could do ever is, is owning up to their, their own mistakes and nobody's perfect. Everyone's going to mess up and just better to, to, to own it and to apologize instead of letting it go and, and severing relationships or hurting relationships. Yeah. And I think being on the other side of that, where you have someone working for you and they're not pulling their weight really gives you the perspective to see those instances when perhaps you are the person who is also having, you know, some difficulty with your responsibilities to another person. Right. Absolutely. Definitely. But also maybe, maybe the other most adulting thing I've ever had to do is drive myself to the doctor because that sucks. And that oh is gosh, adulting. Yes. <laughs> I had to do that. I remember the first time it was like a year ago. It was the first time I'd ever had to do I was sick. It was so sick. And I was like, mom, like, I'm feeling so horrible. Like I need you to take me to the doctor. Like you always do. And she's like, I'm sorry, I can't. Like I have an appointment. I'm like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> then I had to go to Publix and I had to get my own prescription and like sit there and wait for it. And I'm like, this is horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's kind of funny. You know, having, having lived by myself pretty much my entire adult life, it's, it's always been on me to kind of take care of that. So, yeah. um, yeah. <laughs> now, I always yeah. remember like thinking like when you're a kid, you're like, oh gosh, I can't wait to be an adult. Like I get to make all these decisions for myself and do whatever I want. And now that I'm here, I'm like, this is so much worse. <laughs> like this is so horrible. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not great. Not my favorite. <laughs> all right. Well, do you have any parting tips for our listeners in terms of just, you know, making that entrepreneurial dream work as a teen? I think that I just would like to emphasize on the point of finding a mentor, finding someone who can support you, whether that's a parent, teacher, friend, whatever, um, just someone who is, you know, further down the line than you, who can really speak into your life. Cause no one gets, no one, no one becomes successful or, or gets where they're at by themselves. Um, and so I think that, you know, you would be doing a disservice to yourself to think that, 
you don't need any help because you're probably going to at some point. Um, and so, so find, find, find that person or find the community of people or a group of people that you can connect with that you can, can kind of be your support system and that you can lean on. That's fantastic. And, and your, your teenpreneur conference um, is probably one of the best places to do that. Are, are you holding that again this year? Yes, um, it is going to be June 8th through 10th um, here in Jacksonville, Florida, where I'm from. Uh, you can go to theteenpreneur.com to get all the details and information and buy your tickets. Yes. yes. Awesome. <laughs> Well, Eva, thank you so much for joining us for a third time today. Uh, we really love having you on the show. Uh, you're our most frequent guest so far. By far. Oh, really? Oh, that's cool. <laughs> um, and yeah, this was, uh, this was excellent. I, I hope you enjoyed it. And um, please join us again sometime soon. Uh, we okay. do these about once a week. Um, and uh, you can find us at adulting.tv. And we are on iTunes at adulting.tv slash iTunes. If you're watching this live, it will be added to our podcast within the next coming weeks. Be sure to ask us any questions that you have at, at adulting.tv slash ask. And uh, we'll, we'll answer some questions on the air or in articles or in a future video series that we're just starting to put together now, which we're really excited about. There'll be some more info on that soon. Um, so again, for Miranda, uh, Eva, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, guys. And we'll see everyone soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Adulting. Find resources for this episode or download other episodes at adulting.tv.